0: In the first two seasons, the show featured guests from over 60 different countries, and we'll continue down that path because it is imperative that we cherish the differences. And we can only do that by getting out and journeying into unknown frontiers, whether it be physically or simply through conversation, sharing lovely experiences and saluting the tenacious and resilient guests. Fantastic, fantastic episode for today with a remarkable guest, two-time Olympian and a member of the United States National Rugby Sevens team. Martin Yosefo joins the show. A native of Hawaii, Martin is a two-time Olympian and first debuted with the United States Rugby Sevens team at the 2014 Dubai Sevens. Collegially, Martin attended the University of Montana where he first attempted to be a walk-on for the American football team. When that didn't quite work out, Martin elected to give rugby, a sport he played growing up, another chance, and quickly that decision produced positive results. As a professional with the Seattle Seawolves, he's got a busy schedule, and on top of that, he recently became a new father. With a calendar that's full to the brim, we were incredibly fortunate that he gave us some time to chat. On today's episode, Martin reflects back on his time at Montana and how he transitioned from football to rugby. Martin also talks about what it was like making his debut in Dubai. And lastly, we discussed the adaptations he's made throughout his career and and the things that he knows now that he wishes he had known when he began. We're extremely lucky to have him on the show. It was a wonderful conversation. Excited for everyone to meet him. So let's go ahead and bring on two-time Olympian Martin Yosefo, and let's learn.
1: Thank you so much for having me on your on your show, and, and I look forward to you know chatting with you and share some of my story and hear some of yours.
0: Yeah, well, let's start with your story. Growing up in Hawaii, what was that like, and what were some of the sports you did then?
1: Yeah, so um, I spend most of my time in. Uh, well, just let's backtrack a little bit. I, I I was born in Hawaii, and shortly like shortly after. Uh, my parents and my older brother—we uh, all moved moved to Samoa, where you know, where my my my, family, my parents are from. Mm-hmm. So I grew up. My, most of my childhood was in uh, in Samoa, was spending Samoa, and uh, I didn't move back to Hawaii until I a freshman year in high school. Wow. So, uh, you know, and, and when we were in Hawaii, like Samoa, I played mostly rugby. Mm-hmm. That's that's like their na- their national sport. there. rugby is either rugby or football. Yeah. And dad dad was. Uh, you know, him and his side of the family, like he has brothers and, you know, a pretty big family and they are they were all into rugby. So uh, you know, that's what I was brought into. Rugby was the main sport and, and there's a way for me to connect it with my, my dad and my older brother. And uh, you know, I have other siblings who are much older and they were all like in Hawaii at the time and some were like here in the States, Arizona and some other, you know, states. But I, I mostly grew up with uh the one before me. I'm the youngest of nine. <laughs> so um so like you know i spent most of my uh time growing up with the one my brother chris the one before me so um yeah so then moved to Hawaii and did all kinds of sports I, I did mostly football yeah. but i also tried you know the track and field soccer basketball and uh volleyball yeah including rugby so rugby was always in you know a big part of me it was all i was always involved in rugby
0: you left y to pursue pursued american football career collegiately Talk about your time in Montana, and can you talk about the transition from, from football then to pursuing rugby full-time?
1: Yeah, so, um, you know, in high, high school, uh, I, w- I went to uh, Tulaliwa High School in Waiwa, in Oahu. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was uh, in, a, in a pretty good uh, high school football program. Some some big names, like Brian Moniz, he played for the University of Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of the guys that, uh, you know, like I played against were all, you know, good players that also made it in the league. So like I was brought up, brought into like, you know, a a good program and and that made me feel in love with with rugby. It was a different environment compared to the rugby. And, you know, I was just eager to learn the game more and like, got to do that to continue doing that in in Montana. So I I love the, you know, like the, the culture of rugby, it's just like, you know, just a, a huge sport here in America. And I love like how people got involved with it, the fans, just a completely different environment from rugby, you know, like the tailgate experience, the, the whole tradition with college uh, teams, the, the rivalry and all that, you know, it connects it all into like from, from Pop Warner to uh, to NFL. So and I, I, I grew to love the game and um, you know, it's just similar to rugby. It's just like, you know, rugby is, is not up to that scale of, you know, as as it is in in, in the, to American football, but like just like that has has a similarity with uh, with the community. You know, everyone like rugby is more like international. So like everywhere you go, you you speak rugby, someone's it, it, it's a it's, it's always happy to, to introduce himself and bring you into that community, help you out, and get you like um, you know get you around wherever it went when you're traveling. So in that you know that in that big aspect of travel is why I love just because like, you always run into someone that find a connection through rugby and there's a rugby community out there for everyone.
0: And is it true psychology and special ed degrees? That's what you got there?
1: Yes, yeah. That's uh, that's why I, I studied in college in Montana.
0: Same here. We have that in common. Same exact degrees. So I love that. You made your debut for the USA 7s in Dubai. So when you think back to that event, what are the first memories that come to mind?
1: Uh, well, uh, I would have to say the uh, the flight there. Okay. Um, you know, we were on the the... the the uh, Fly Emirates airline yeah. and one of the uh, fanciest and nicest, uh, oh, yeah. you know, plane I've ever been on and we were on the, the business class and that was nice. You know, just a the flight there was 16 hours long one, but being in the business class, uh, you know, you, you, got the whole full on recliner and the, just like the full service. It was, yeah. it was nice. You know, just, you know, I was, a, I was like in shock just being uh, selected to, to represent USA. But like, you know, all that, you know, that trip to, to Dubai, that first flight was, you know, awesome, a great experience. And then just getting to Dubai where, you know, I never thought in my entire life that I would ever be in Dubai was like, you know, one to remember.
0: Incredible place. That's a long flight, yeah. but that's one of my favorite places to go. In order to be as successful as you have for as long as you have, I'm sure there's had to be a lot of adaptations you have made with training over the years, things that you learn along the way. So, wh- what do you know now that you wish you would know when you started?
1: Wow, there's so many that yeah. I, <laughs> I know now. But um, what's what I would tell myself, you know, my younger self, what I know now, just enjoying the moment. Uh, you know, like of every like every day, like the, the things that you do make it matter. And just take, taking your time to, to just like, you know, just like enjoy the process mm-hmm. rather than just trying to get through, like, you know, get through the day. Like, just because just like you're, you know, that's like your routine, mm-hmm. just making it every each day matters. Because, uh, you know, like just looking back at it, you know, like I, I don't have any regrets of like what I did, but like just like the preparation for training and everything, like, you know, the, de- the details of why making everything like intentional. You know, like, it's just, like, means so much more. You, like, this. I know it's, like, maybe the psychology of me talking right now. But um, just, like, when, when you're training it, like, every reps matter. Like, you know, like, all, like when, when you're out doing, for us, you know, doing weight training, you always you do the reps, whether it's good or bad. You're just getting through the reps. And, like, now like, I understand, like, things like controlling your body. Like, how do to, to fix your – uh your movements things like that correct your, your your movement if you feel like something is is not feeling right not just getting like the rep count in if mm-hmm. that makes sense so things, to things like that and you realize like that, that helps you further down the road rather than like uh hurting yourself in the moment kind of thing yeah and, then, and that ties into like the, the culture of the team and you know like your uh your families and things like that you know like just you know, what matters to you and w- makes the journey that much more fun is when, you know, like cherish each moment with uh, with, with your teammates and, and family because you're you, not doing that for yourself. You're sharing that experience with everyone else.
0: I think the key word that I heard yeah. you say was intentional. And I think that's such a great word and great approach for the physical aspects. What about mental? What about mental? What do you do the day of the game to make sure that you're calm, focused, leading up to a match?
1: Yeah, uh, for me, it's it's more about like, sticking within the process like understanding like you know just kind of like my, what my role is what everyone else's like expectation and then accepting how things could, could go wrong and like you know you never know where that is but like you always want to want to fall back into your, um, your, your your you know your your process and just stick into it no matter what um, Understand understanding that uh, it could never go according to plan but like always reminding yourself that like you know you're doing your best and a lot of things can go wrong it's just you having to to do your role as best as you can and helping everyone else around you yeah there's nothing more you can do it's just uh you know just yeah just do it stay through the process that's like process after process like what's my what's my process now and then adjust to what comes after that never look ahead never you never look too far back. Always like taking the moment. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, of course. First yeah. thought that comes to mind when you think of
1: 2019 Vegas. Oh, man, it's just is an amazing feeling just winning it at home. You always want to win your home tournament. Y'all you know we play like 16 tournaments all over, all over the world and, and, you know, some countries are fortunate like ourselves are fortunate to host a home tournament yeah. and you always want to win uh, at home. So for us winning, I think it was back to back in 2000 we won it the year before so it was that that much better the the year after that we defend our home title and and everyone like because we that was like the best like currently the best seven uh, series that we had where like we you know we ended up like second in the in the world at the very end of the season and uh, we won like seven medals mm-hmm. out of like ten stops or something like that so it was just unreal. Like, we having a, the, the support of everyone from all over. And just to hoist that trophy, again, just, like, worth it. all the the things that we went through.
0: Yeah. Well, it was such a wild event. The pictures and video I've seen, just the fans supporting you guys wasn't crazy. So, what were some of the most memorable fans that you saw? Because I saw people dressed up as nuns and superhero costumes, <laughs> a of everything. So, what do you remember about the fans?
1: Um. Yeah, just, like... Uh, people just enjoying the, the time of the tournament because like it's a three-day event and everyone's like at every seventh tournament or like rugby games uh they always come in their costumes yeah. so <laughs> some of the best fans are the Kenyans they and, and like Kenyans and the Fijians uh they travel they travel heavy like everyone I don't know where they, they come from <laughs> at every event they're they're like filled like there's always a section of them and they're just like filled with their fans and uh, I love that they have their own, like, chant, and they always, like, you know, like, br- brings, like, whatever they can-, can hit or bang on to make loud noises, like cowbells, like, drums, all like that. So then they, they dance throughout the whole three-day event, and it's, like, mm-hmm. so fun to watch, just, just add on to the-, the environment. Yeah. So
0: what drew you to Sevens when it comes to rugby? What drew you to Sevens, and why do you feel that you have been able to thrive so well at Sevens?
1: Uh, Just, like, the the... The pace of the game i love like this, this you know like uh the agility is the fast the, all the different um, athleticism that, that that the game brings you know the physicality as well but just like you know just like a, a quick game um i think everyone enjoys to watch like like you know there's just so much excitement in a game of sevens um you know a lot of like a one-on-one and you see the like the skills of men and women they're like showing on the field it's just fun to watch and um it's just a game that like i know a lot of americans are drawn into and they, you know every time they they watch it they fall fell in love with it it's just so easy to pick up on the seven minute halves yeah um and it's just fast paced nonstop stop like there's just no there's hardly any stoppage and yeah you just it's the whole game at all you know throughout the whole time
0: almost like a video game in that in that sense
1: yeah yeah. You know, like you have everything to lose. So like, you're just everything on the line. And, uh, you know, like, like for me, like I enjoy it. Cause you know, like I'm known for like quick feet and my physicality, you know, for a big guy who's just like, they like very explosive and like, you know, seeing other guys embarrassing them and then them trying to embarrass me. is just like a great challenge all around for the game. Yeah.
0: So, my buddy Marcus, he's a listener of the show and a big rugby fan. He was at the 2019 event. And he told me to ask you this. He said, who would win in a foot race between Perry Baker and Carlin Isles?
1: Oh, that's a, that's, always, uh, that's a tough one. Everyone asks that. But um, I think, like, in my own opinion, I'm sure they will. Some, some others will say something different. Like, Carlin would win the, the foot race just because, uh, you know, like, his years of experience and, like, his uh, dedication to his, like, mechanics. Uh, Carlin. Uh, Perry is very explosive. Like he, you'll get get off the block like quick. But I think Carlin has that like a uh, at top end speed. Yeah, that'll that'll come through at, in, in the race against Perry.
0: So, how do you handle yeah. all the challenges of the last couple of years emotionally? I know with everything being canceled, not being able to travel, not being able to train. How'd you handle that emotionally and mentally?
1: Uh, it was a bit difficult at first. Uh, just not knowing like what's you know what's going to happen. There's a lot of uncertainties going on that year. So I mean, those last two years, um, just you know, like because at the time I, I was very busy with rugby leading up to the Olympics, uh, and that's all I knew at the time. And just having to put that on pause for a while, it's just kind of weird me for a bit. And, but like I found like peace and refocus on the like things that uh, that I could. Do like at home with the, with the family. How I you know be involved more with family because now like we have so much downtime and you know not used to being home all the time has uh, allowed me to you know to just to explore more with you know relationship with my 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 uh, my wife and my family because now like you know like I get to be around them more than I've ever been and just like focusing on the other careers like coaching and. Um, you know, like helping out with, with the clothing business, the sales and things like that. So I, I found um, you know those things to to be um, helpful at the time when when rugby wasn't happening.
0: Well, rugby has taken so. you all around the world. You mentioned that all the different countries you've traveled. So which of the countries that you still think back to and you're like, damn, you know what, that was that was a fun trip. I'd like to go back to visit more.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I would say uh, Cape Town. It's up Cape there for me. Cape Town, South Africa. Yeah. It was a it's always a, a fun I mean, it's a great place to visit First off. And you know, just it's a rugby country. Oh yeah. And they love they love their rugby. And just like in Cape Town alone, it's just like a great location to like to you know, just to go out and visit, have fun. And the people there are so kind and everyone is just like just just like to, uh, I would say Cape Town is Tokyo. So you they, they go out of their ways to like to help you. Like they they you know they they know the tourists and the I mean the tourists. So they they, they love to the, the help people out, and it's just like so such genuinely kind people. And and just like the food, food there is amazing.
0: That's what I was about to so say. Yeah,
1: Cape Town. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that was gonna be my next question: is what's the spot of the food that you would want to go back to right now and eat?
1: Oh man, so down because i love their uh nandos i don't know if you heard of nandos yeah yeah great great chicken place <laughs> i have heard of it yeah chicken place and um tokyo for like their ramen and the sushi and all that stuff so awesome. oh then like i say, I, was, I would say like thailand with all their pad thai like i love a good pad thai <laughs> fantastic brilliant love it all love it all
0: i know that you got a lot of meetings got a lot of events coming up and i got to get you out of here quick so before you go what's next what do we got coming up what can we look forward to watching martin for in 2022
1: yeah, no. I, so I'm playing with Seawolves for two years now. So I'll be playing with them uh, throughout this next two years, and you know, hopefully, um, I'll be in contention for the next Rugby World Cup in uh, Paris, so 2023. So you know, that's my transition right now is to play a bit 15s, just to get myself back into the 15s side of game of, of rugby, and yeah, just catch me. Playing in Seawolves all over the U.S. right now. And then, um, yeah, maybe hopefully in two years, I'll be in the next World Cup again.
0: You make Paris, I'm going. That's my favorite city. So I'll definitely have to go to support you there.
1: All right. Well, we'll, we'll hold you up for that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Drop your Instagram, your Twitter handles real quick before you leave.
1: Yeah, so it's Martin Yosefo is at M-M-I-O-S-E-F-O. And uh, for Twitter, is at I-O-S-E-F-O Martin. Yosefo Martin.
0: Perfect, man. This was, this was fantastic. I love what thank you doing. Thank do. you so much for
1: your time. Appreciate yeah. it.
0: Thanks for giving me time. I know you got to go, but thank you for today and hope to chat again.
1: All right. All Take right.
0: care. See you, Martin. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Much appreciation to Martin. Give him a follow. Instagram, M M I O S E F O. Everyone has a story, each person a scholar. Thank you for listening. Fill up that passport. I'll see you on the road. Aviento.